Desert Word Center. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday morning service. Who is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on, everybody. Yeah. We are going to have a fantastic time getting into the Word of God. Summer is winding down. We're almost into fall time. Who's thankful for that? Come on. You know you're... I'm so thankful that I broke out the fall apparel today. You're welcome. That's my gift to you. It's going to be a great service. Uh, Pastor Katie and I are thrilled to be back. Uh, I feel like it's been a while because I had COVID. Then we were in Miami last week. But uh, there's no place in the world I would rather be than High Desert Word Center. And I can promise you that. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started today. Let's stand up together this morning. We are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America because we believe that our nation is coming to Jesus. Can we get an amen today? Amen. Let's go ahead and we'll speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. All right, well, we're going to take a few minutes here to go around and do a little meet and greet time. So find somebody, give them a great big hug, handshake, fist bump, whatever it is. Just make sure everybody gets some love today. Let's go.
church this morning. I love you. Did you tell all your friends to sleep in today? I know. Hey, listen, I can't be mad at that. My mom's sleeping in today. Pastor and Miss P- Well, listen, okay. When you make it to 74, you get to make those choices. Anyway, praise God. She's watching from home. I love you, mom. The September devotional is out. Oh, <gasps> 
closer to Jesus returning. That was like so climactic. Anyway, the September devotional is out. Woo-hoo. If you haven't gotten one, make sure you get one before you leave. This is a great way to make sure that you're staying disciplined and in the word um, and a great way to grow in your faith. And they're straight from Pastor Samples. Speaking of which, they are not with us this morning because they are in New York with their youngest son, Joe. We love you. We know that you're watching. Can everyone say hi, Pastor? Okay, that was really lame, and he definitely couldn't hear you. Can you be loud enough for him to hear you, maybe? Hi, Pastor. (laughs) Praise the Lord. It's okay. So in case you've gotten tired of the speech from Pastor Dave, nobody wants that speech. Praise the Lord. We have an amazing new soundboard that the Lord was able to bring to the church. And we have amazing sound men who are hard at work learning things. And if any of us have never failed, then we can cast the first stone. But turns out I'm really bad at sound, so I'm grateful for them and their help. Praise God for the sound men who serve the Lord faithfully, right? They're faithful, and aren't we glad that we don't have to do that job? Awesome. So children's ministry has been as clear as mud for the last several weeks. Um, so you should have gotten as parents some information from the children's registration table as well as a text message. If you have not gotten that text message or the information from the registration table, make sure that you give the registration table your name and phone number and we'll get that taken care of for you. The children's classes up here have already moved. So this is now Jam Junior for the moment being because there's a bathroom in that. So it's to your left when you go up the stairwell. And then this is the nursery room to your right when you go up the stairwell. Um, also, they are having today, for those of you who serve in children's ministry, a training. In that children's ministry training, they're going to cover all of the actual uh, order of service, itineraries for each classroom, as well as policies on um, what to do in evacuation, emergency action plan stuff. So please make yourself available tonight from 4 to 7 o'clock. It is a pitch-in dinner, so bring something to eat, and you'll get to eat and fellowship, as well as make sure that everyone is trained on the same page. Uh, it is required, mandatory. Oh, they muted it. So, most of the time in training, can you hear me? Are, are we in here? Maybe we're not. Okay, so if I'm loud enough, you can hear me, yeah? Except now I'm on. So, <laughs> so in children's ministry, um, pastor told me years, years ago that we can't make it mandatory because you are a volunteer. Wrong. I mean, pastor's right. We can't make it mandatory. That's not nice. But you're not a volunteer. You're a minister. You're a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you're a volunteer, that means it's your choice and you're doing it to be nice because you're being nice. When you're serving, it's because the Lord asked you to and you're doing it out of your love and relationship with Jesus Christ. So... I'm asking you out of your love and relationship with Jesus Christ, let's make sure that we're all serving and on the same page. Okay. So four to seven tonight in victory hall, there is childcare and there is food. Praise the Lord. Now, 
all of our lift groups are like in full swing in the fall. So men's is coming Saturday, September 2nd at 9 a.m. in Victory Hall. Breakfast Bibles and bros. And there is an invite on the info booth for that, as well as the women's fall kickoff, which is coming on September 8th, Friday night, always the second Friday. There is also an invite for that. It is at 630 on September 8th, also in Victory Hall. And then marrieds, you married people. Woo woo. Okay, none of you are excited. This is sad. Listen, marriage is a wonderful place for you to go if your marriage is awesome and if your marriage is not awesome because we will make it fun. And in addition to that, it will encourage you and minister to you and grow you. There's always childcare. It's going to be September 15th from 630 to 830. There is an invite. If you haven't gotten one yet, make sure you get one from the info booth because there's a QR code on it. We need you to fill out a survey. By the way, it's completely anonymous. We don't even get your phone number from it, right? Like there's nothing that comes to us from it, but we need some questions answered about what you would like to hear about and what your marriage needs so that we can make sure and minister to all of you. Yeah, cool. Okay, September 15th, mark it on your little calendars right now in your little phones and make sure you get an invite before you leave. Cool, okay. If you are with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, let me tell you, it is a family here and we are always this weird. Can you raise your hand if you're with us for the first time? First time in a long time. Anyone? Okay, I'm not even going to call. I won't call him out. There. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Robert. Robert, we love you. We're so glad to have you with us today. Only because there's one of you today. Okay. Oh, back row. Did I miss someone back row? Oh, hi friends. We met you. She's been here once before. Anyway, we love you. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. There's a little card in there. If you fill out that card and bring it to the info booth, you will get a gift card and uh, some additional gifts and information about the church. We're really glad that you're with us today. We love you. On that note, our family has expanded a little bit. Miss um, Desiree Garcia exists somewhere. There she is. Okay. So we want, well, you can come up here. We once made a joke. So Desiree worked at, at Home Depot for a long, 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 long time. And it used to be a joke around here because she would work at Home Depot for 40 or 50 hours a week. And then she would come and serve at the church for 20 or more a week. And so we always joked that one day we're going to purchase Desiree from the big orange box. And so we have finally been able to purchase Desiree from the big orange box. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. So we're really excited about this. Um, so the church has been able to hire Desiree. She's going to be our full-time office administrator and run all of that portion for things. So um, I can't tell you how big of a blessing and a help this will be uh, to all of us, but to Pastor Katie and I especially. Uh, she'll be able to, uh, we've been doing the job, you know, of pastoring and trying to run the office and answer phone calls on my cell phone while I'm at a kid's soccer game and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, this is just going 
going to really be a game changer for us and uh, help us to to better take care of the needs of everybody. And so uh, we are probably more excited than she is, but she's very excited too. So uh, we wanted to make that announcement and let all of you guys know that. And so over the next couple of weeks, you know, uh, we'll be doing some training and stuff with her to, to kind of figure out uh, exactly what it is uh, we're doing here. But uh, we want to pray over her this morning for this new position. Can we stand up together today? Amen. And uh, just as a church family, you know, this is a big deal for us. We want to lay hands on her and uh, we want you to be in agreement with us for God's blessing on all of this. Amen. So let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you so much for Desiree, Lord, and, and just the gift that she's always been. But, Lord, we know that for her, this is a new season and a new opportunity, uh, Lord, to, to take a bigger step of faith and to even just serve you uh, in a more full-time capacity in this regard. And, Lord, for the church, we know that this is just a great blessing and opportunity for us. And so, Lord, we anoint her in the name of Jesus uh, for this next step of life and uh, for this next season of ministry. Lord, I thank you that she is full of wisdom. She has the mind of Christ and she's able to do everything that you've called her to do. And Lord, uh, just for the church, this is going to be nothing but a blessing for all of us uh, to to better take care of your people, Lord, and to better take care of your uh, church, your ministry, because it all belongs to you. And so we thank you, Jesus, for this brand new season. We're so excited and we thank you that it's going to be nothing but awesome and we can do more and more for you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's give the Lord some praise today. Amen. Thank you, Desiree. We love you. Amen. All right. Well, you may be seated today, and we're going to go ahead and have a little happy time. Who knows what happy time is around here? Amen. Well, what is it? (laughs) It's our tithes and our offerings. Why is it happy time? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. And so if there's something that God loves, I want to be a part of that. All right. Well, if you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will get you one. We're going to open our Bibles to Malachi chapter three. Amen. We're going to go to verse 10. I'm going to be in the NLT this morning. Malachi chapter three and verse 10. And if you're given online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. And we're going to go right here to Malachi 3.10. And again, man, you've maybe heard this verse a lot, but you've got to get this in your heart. This is the word of God regarding our tithes. Amen. So Malachi 3 and verse 10, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Well, what is a tithe? Well, we are told what a tithe is way back in the book of Leviticus. And even before that, in the book of Genesis, it is a tenth of what the Lord has blessed us with. Now, in this day, and age back in Malachi when mainly the currency and, and the exchange was of uh, uh, of crops and, and fruits and vegetables and, and maybe your, your livestock. Well, that's what they would bring in, a tenth of that into the temple or into the church. Well, these days I don't get paid in cows, though I would probably accept that or maybe even get paid in bacon. Anybody with me? Someone? No? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but if I did, I'd bring a tenth of it into the storehouse. Amen. But we get paid in modern day currency. So we bring a tenth of that in. Well, here it says, if we would bring the tithe into the storehouse, there would be enough food. There would be enough provision in the temple, in the church. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. Who would like the windows of heaven to be open on your life? Amen. 
I don't want him shut on my life. I want the windows of heaven open. And God says, I will pour out a blessing so great. You won't have enough room to take it all in. Try it and put me to the test, says the Lord. Amen. And so when it, when we are faithful, when we do what God's word says to do, there's always a blessing in it for us. Have you noticed that God doesn't just ask you to do stuff just because he likes to sit up there and laugh and see if you're going to actually do it? No, there's always a reason for what he's telling us to do. And so as we submit, as we sacrifice, as we say, Lord, I trust you, even with my money, God has a blessing in it for us. It says he will open up the windows of heaven and he will pour out a blessing into our life so great that we won't even have enough room to take it all in. And I believe that that is the will of God for all of us today. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and we're going to stand up together and speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. Then we're going to get into some praise and worship. Then we're going to get into the word of God. You picked a good day to come to church. You know that, right? You picked a winner of a day to be in the house of God. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a banger. Did you hear that? All right, let's go. If you want this morning, you can drop off your tithes and offerings and then join us at the altar for praise and worship. And let's worship the Lord together. sing together our praise becomes your house your place 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 oh God we sing a song and you come in make a dance and you come in shout your name and you come in give you praise and you come in sing a song and you come in make a dance and you come in shout your name and you come in give you praise cause you in the praises of your people You inhabit The praises of your people You inhabit The praises of your people 
becomes your house, your place. you Lord on today it says that his angels are surrounding him crying holy 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 you're holy and you reign forevermore Lord so this is what we're going to be doing in heaven amen we're going to be praising the Lord so we might as well praise him here on earth praise the Lord right let's praise him today we got a new song Thank you. 
you, Lord. He shall reign. And he shall reign forever and ever. Now sing to the Lamb. To the Lamb upon the you today and we ask that you would have your way in this service as we sang already you your word says that you inhabit the praises of your people lord that means that your presence fills the area where you have been praised and so thank you jesus that you have been praised today lord we have worshiped you we have lifted your name on high and we ask that your presence would fill this place and you would speak to each person here today lord you know what every single one of us is facing what every single one of us is dealing with in our lives right now. And Lord, we know that you are so incredible that you can meet the needs of every person here. And Lord, there's Christians all over this world worshiping you and praising you today, just like we are, maybe in a different language, maybe in a different nation or or some other culture, Lord, but we're all doing the same thing. We're praising the same Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that you can hear all of us. Lord, that you inhabit all of our praises and we love you today. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, 
and your mercy, it endures forever and ever. We love you, Lord. Have your way in this service today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. Amen. Can we give him some praise today? Yeah. Isn't Jesus good? Amen. He is good all the time. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to let you make your way to your seats today. And we are going to be getting in to the word of God. And I am super excited for this. Uh, I don't know if you've caught on by now, but what is it that we've been talking about for the past 17 weeks? Yeah, grown-ups, amen. And so I believe this is officially the longest Sunday morning series we've ever done. So congratulations to you. You've done good. You've endured, amen. Hopefully you've learned some things out of it. <laughs> but I'm excited about this, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. And what we're discussing today, uh, as we're as we're talking about growing up spiritually, and that's what this whole series has been about, uh, because we are simply not content to just stay where we've been. We want to grow so we can be better, so we can be stronger for Jesus. Who wants to be stronger? Amen. Who wants to grow up a little bit? I, I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to get stronger and better for Jesus. And that's what this has been all about. And and so today, uh, the, the topic is this regarding our growing up journey. Uh, grown ups, part 17, they serve. And, uh, and, I, and I was thinking about it this morning. Out of all 17 messages that have been preached on this topic. This could very well be your least favorite one. So I'm just going to give you that caveat up front that uh, this may not be what everybody wants to hear. But I do want to also say this. My purpose for preaching this message is not to recruit more nursery workers. So just get that in your head up front. I, I, it seems like anytime we talk about serving or, 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 or signing up or something, they're like, man, they just want me to go change diapers. Well, listen, uh, I mean, yes, if you could, there's a sign up sheet in the back. No, I'm kidding. There's not. There's not really. But, uh, but, but that's not my, my purpose for preaching this today, honestly. My purpose uh, as I was praying about this is I sincerely, with all my heart, believe that this is for every single Christian's benefit. God put gifts inside of you. God put talents inside of you. God put abilities on the inside of you. And they weren't just so you could uh, dig them in the dirt and, and hide them and bury them. God wants you to use the abilities and the gifts that he's given you and that he's put on the inside of you. And I believe we use those, you know, in our employment and in our job. And, and, and that is certainly one way that you serve God no doubt about it, but I also believe that there's a level of serving God where we use the abilities that he's given us within his house, maybe without outside of the house of God to bless other people. And I'll just say it now, you will never be everything that God called you to be if you do not become a servant of the Lord. And being a servant means that we do some things that they aren't for the paycheck, they aren't for the the accolades and the titles and the pat on the back. There's some things that the mature Christian does just because God asked them to do it. And nobody may 
ever even know that they did it. And as we grow in the Lord, you've got to be okay with that sometimes. Do you get what I'm saying today? Amen. And so we're talking about growing up spiritually. And maybe you've been in a a spot where you're like, man, I'm reading the word. I'm praying. I'm worshiping. I'm doing a lot of these things we've talked about. But I just feel like there's something else. And so today what I'm talking about may be the next step to your growth as a Christian. Amen. And, and, and as we're talking about this again, this is not because we're desperate for more volunteers at church. Okay. So get that out of the way and understand that this is something that very well could be the next step and the answer to what you've been searching for in your heart. And I was thinking about it as I was praying yesterday, literally to me, the most unfulfilling life is the life that is only focused on itself. And you understand that's basically what this world teaches us to do. Man, you better, you better look out for you. You better look out for number one. You better get all you can, can all you get so you can sit on your can someday. And that is not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us, as we'll see, that our life is about more than just ourself. And our life is about serving him and serving other people. And it's okay if you don't agree, because I'm going to show you what Jesus said today. Who likes that? Amen. Oh, let's go. All right. So let's get into this. Number one, why do grown up Christians serve? Well, number one, because Jesus served. Jesus himself was a servant. Well, I thought he was the king of all kings. Amen. He is. I thought he was the Lord of all lords. Praise God. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty God. He is all of those things. But I want you to see how Jesus described his calling and his purpose. Let's look at Mark chapter 10 this morning. Amen. Anybody excited for the Bible today? Mark chapter 10. Uh, I... I prefer being with you in person so much more than watching on a screen in a hotel room. Can I just say that? I was so miserable last Sunday. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I missed being here with you guys. I hate missing church so bad. And I say that, and I don't think people understand the degree that I hate missing church. I remember two years ago, I had appendix surgery on Thursday. I like crawled into church on Sunday, even though I couldn't preach. I just wanted to be at church. And my wife and, and the nurses were like, no, you you stay home. Take a day off. I'm like, I can't. I've got to be in the house of God. And I love being at church. So even if you're not glad I'm here, I'm glad that I'm here because I can see your beautiful faces. Amen. Can you give yourselves like a high five or a, a hug or something? I mean, yeah. All right. Again, we proudly hold the title of the weirdest church in Barstow. I love it. Amen. Mark 10, 43 through 45. Now, here's what Jesus had to say, because the boys, a.k.a. the disciples, were arguing about, hey, Jesus, when you uh, when you go to your kingdom, when we're all in the kingdom of heaven, uh, who's going to sit beside you? Who's going to have the VIP seats? Who's going to be the most important? And they're all they're all kind of doing what we do on planet Earth. They're lobbying for position. They're kind of fighting for who gets to be the most important. And Jesus was like, boys, boys, boys. Pump the brakes. Let me explain something here. Mark 10, 43, Jesus said, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you, 
must be your servant. And so in the kingdom of God, the only way up is down. Amen. You become a servant. Verse 44. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the son of man, he's talking about himself right here. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus could have came into this world and demanded the VIP treatment. You know that, right? I mean, if there's anybody that could have showed up on earth and said, hey, show a little respect. Come on. Hey. Look at me. If anybody could have just rolled up and flexed on everybody else, it was Jesus. But what confused everybody is like, wait a minute. I don't get this guy. People are saying that he's like the son of God. They're saying that he's this mighty king and that he's the savior of the world. Well, why is it that he's walking places? Why is it he's riding on a donkey? Why is it that he's just eating with all the regular people if he's such a king? I mean, it. He, Jesus could have been VIP anywhere he went. He could have had the best seat. He could have had the best food. He could have gone and, 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 and actually got tickets to a, a, a Taylor Swift concert if he wanted to, right? But Jesus confused everybody because he didn't do any of those things. And he said, no, no, you don't get it. I came to serve others. I, I came to literally give my life as a ransom. For the people of this world. And it confused everybody else to no end. Because human nature is not, how can I serve you? It's, hey, how could you serve me today? And that's the exact opposite mindset of what Jesus told Christians to have. Because Jesus was a leader and leaders serve. Do you get that today? People are like, I want to be a leader. Well, then start serving. And, and, and the Christian family, that's what leaders do. And, and if Jesus was not too good to serve, then I know, personally speaking, I'm definitely not too good to serve other people. Look at John chapter 13. We're going to take it a step further. Look at John chapter 13. Amen. John 13. And we're going to look here at verses 4 through 9. John 13. Verses four through nine. And here we've got yet another example, but even taking it a step further of what Jesus is talking about. So do you know today that Jesus served? He served. That's what I mean. He said, that's why I came. So John chapter 13, verses four through nine. And here we have the story of Jesus washing the disciples feet. And so let's, let's check this out. It says, so he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Now, I want to break this story down because Jesus didn't just talk 
about serving, Jesus actually did it. Do you understand what I'm saying today? And I can't stand a boss that tells you to do things that you know he wouldn't do. Anybody? You know, I remember why my first job was I fried chicken at a little chicken restaurant in Indiana. And it was great. It was the best 18 months of my life. And it was awesome. But as I'm serving chicken, one thing that I especially liked about my boss... He was an old hillbilly, an old redneck. But but what I loved about my boss is there's nothing that he would tell us to do that he wouldn't do himself. And and he really meant that. And he would tell me, he's like, now, Dave, listen to me, son. You know there's nothing I would tell you to do that I would not do myself in this restaurant. And I'm like, I get it, bro. I know. He asked me to climb on the roof in a lightning storm and help him patch something. And I was like, let's go. He was the first one up there. I was right behind him. But listen, come to think of it, that wasn't worth $5 an hour, honestly, but... You know, I, anyway, so, but what I love about a good boss is that they're not going to tell you to do one thing and we all know they wouldn't do it. And here's Jesus. He says, no, listen, to do this thing right, you've got to be a servant. And here's Jesus in real time doing it, taking the most lowly job in society at that time and washing other people's feet. And we look at that and we're like, well, I don't get that. And of course you don't get it. You're wearing Nikes or something today. I don't know. But, but, but back then, oh, they got it because foot washing was a big deal. You're walking through the streets of Jerusalem, these dirt roads where the donkeys have done their business and, and the mud is everywhere. Your feet are disgusting by the end of the day. And so when you come in to a dinner, when you come in to have supper with everybody, somebody, the low man on the job had to wash everybody else's feet before you sat down at a little low-level table crisscross applesauce, right? You didn't want that mess by your food. And so somebody had to do it, and it was the least important person that had to do this job. Well, the guys come in for dinner, and the king of the entire earth says, guys, sit down, I'm going to wash your feet. And they're like, whoa, no. No, 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 no. Can you imagine going to the White House and the president's taking out the trash to the dumpster? That's what we're talking about right here. And like, it didn't make any sense at all. And Peter's like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And Jesus said, I got to do this. All right, sit down. I'm going to do this. And, and, and we saw what happened right there. But Jesus literally didn't just say, guys, everybody needs to be a servant. Jesus was a servant. And I want you to look a few more verses here, verses 14 through 17, because yet again, he takes it another step further. Verse 14, Jesus said, and since I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. So at the end of the service today, we're having a foot washing ceremony. Kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've had that happen to me a few times. I understand the spiritual significance. It's extremely awkward for me. Anyway, all right. So, uh, but hey, if you're into that, if you like that, then praise God. That's a great thing for you to do. Verse 15. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Who knows that God will bless you for serving others? Amen. You know that, right? It's not just so we can laugh at you. It's not just so we can say, oh, they actually did it. Oh my gosh, I didn't think they would. (laughs) No. He says, God will bless you for doing them. And then he says, 
You ought to be doing this. You ought to be washing each other's feet. This means that we ought to be serving each other, even if it's not the fun jobs that everybody wants to do. And it's kind of odd to hear Jesus talking to the disciples about this, because where we were just at in Mark 10 a few minutes ago, again, they were arguing about who the greatest in the kingdom is. They were saying, hey... Uh, 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 really, Jesus, who's your favorite? <laughs> who's the best? Who's going to sit beside you in the kingdom? And what Jesus says in John 13 blows their minds because Jesus basically says the great ones serve the great ones, the best ones. They serve others. And, you know, we hear all these debates all the time in sports about who the goat is. You ever hear all these talks all the time? It's, it's, it's crazy. I can tell you who it's not. Do you want me to tell you my opinion? No, you don't want my opinion. All right. But, <laughs> but I will tell you this. It's not anybody that self-proclaims themselves to be the goat. They don't do that. The great ones... They don't have to toot their own horn. They don't have to ring their own bell. They don't have to go around and say, hey, everybody, look at me. And that's what Jesus was referring to right here. The greats, they can serve God even if they don't get a title, even if they don't get a special seat in heaven beside the throne of God, even if they don't get everybody, you know, singing their praises and telling them what, how awesome and wonderful they are. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you serve other people and you're not even doing it for the attention. It doesn't matter what the title is. It doesn't matter where you're going to sit in heaven. What matters is, is that you're serving God and you're serving people. Do you see what Jesus is trying to say today? Amen. And I want to look at number two here because number one went over extremely well. All right. Number two, I love you guys, is this, is that those that don't serve are lukewarm. I said it, and I stand by that statement. And I'm going to show you a few reasons why. But this isn't an insult, but it's the absolute truth. Those that don't serve others are what the Bible refers to as being lukewarm. Have you ever heard about a lukewarm Christian? Good, because we're going to read about it in a few minutes, so just buckle up. But So I'm going to give you an example here. So there are two major bodies of water. In Israel, in the area where Jesus lived, there's the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea, all right? Two different major bodies of water in that exact region where Jesus spent most of his time. Now, these two different bodies of water couldn't be any more different from each other. But the weird thing is they are both fed from the exact same source. They both get their feed from the Jordan River, yet they are two totally opposite bodies of water. The Sea of Galilee is filled with life. It has fish and plants and green trees all around. And the Dead Sea is the saltiest body of water on earth. The Dead Sea has no fish, no animals at all. There's no living life in the Dead Sea. There's no plants. There's no trees around it. There's no life of any kind. The salt content of the water is as high as 35%. That's nearly 10 times higher than the oceans of the world. It's insane. It's a crazy body of water. And if you're looking at it, you're like, how could they both be so different? They get their source from the exact same place. And sometimes we look at Christians and say, hey, how could they be so different? They're getting their 
feed and their source from the exact same place. Well, the difference between these two bodies of water is the Sea of Galilee, it flows on to other bodies of water. It gives life to other bodies of water. The Dead Sea, it stops right there. It ends right there. And and so what happens is it has an input, but it has no outflow. It receives, but it never gives. And so it becomes nasty, lukewarm, salty, and pretty much useless, except people like to float in it and take pictures for Instagram. And so other than that, I don't really get it. But, 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 but that's the difference. And so listen, what is the difference between some Christians? Why, why do some sit in the exact same service, hear the exact same message as somebody else over here? You know, this guy's all salty. And this guy over here is teeming with life. Well, you can never be a healthy, growing Christian if you only take in, but you never give back out. If you only receive, but you never give, you're stagnant. And it's a very useless little body of water. And I want you to look at Revelation 3. And I'm going to show you what Jesus said. Because he uses this term lukewarm. And it's a very uh, uh, synonymous term with stagnant, stale, just yucky. And so Revelation 3 verses 15 through 16. And so I'll tell you today that every Christian is called to serve God and to serve others in some capacity. Do you understand that today? You get that? That that it's not just, well, I thought the preacher did all that. I thought he came in there and did all that. Well, hey, it doesn't go so well when it works that way. Everybody is called to serve God and to serve other people. Revelation 3 verses 15 through 16. Now in the book of Revelation in the beginning, there, uh, the Lord has seven letters to seven different churches uh, regarding their state of how they are at the time and instructions they need. Well, this is the letter that's written to the church of Laodicea. And here's what the message from Jesus is to the church at Laodicea. He says, I know all the things you do. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you're like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Who thinks that that just sounds like a thrilling experience for Jesus to just chuck you out of his mouth, huh? No? Okay. Well, I want to look at the Message Bible. Look Look how the Message Bible phrases this. It says, I know you inside and out and find little to my liking. You're not cold. You're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. Woo! Jesus, come on. <laughs> hey, post that verse on your refrigerator, huh? Come on, that'll get you so, yeah. Listen, stagnant, stale, lukewarm, they all go together. Now, if you think about it, lukewarm water is literally the most useless water that there is. You can't cook with it. You can't refresh yourself on a hot day with it. There's just, there's just really, there's not much you can do with some lukewarm water. But hey, here's a fun fact for you or, you know, uh, information. Do you know how you, you can become lukewarm? 
It's very easy. You just do nothing at all and it happens on its own. Yeah? Hey. So do nothing and you'll become lukewarm. Well, how is that? Think about it this way. Take a nice hot cup of coffee, sit it on the table. For a while, it's still hot, it's still steaming, but eventually, after some time passes, it will simply come down and adjust to the environment around it and become the same temperature as the room that it's in. Or you could take a nice cup of ice water and do the exact same thing. Put it on the table, and after a while, it will eventually just eh, come up and, and even out and mellow out to the temperature of the environment that's around it. Christians are not called to adjust themselves to the same temperature as the environment around them. Why is that? Because they're messed up. Does that mean? No, it's the truth. That's why they need Jesus. That's why I need Jesus. Because listen to me, we are not called to just be a product of our environment. We're called to change the environment that we're in. Do you know that? And do you know that this world could use a little bit of change right now? You get that? And so it's not my job to adjust and just try to be like everybody else so I don't offend anybody, so I just make everybody happy. What does that end with? That ends with me being a useless glass of lukewarm water that Jesus says, yeah, what is that? Get that away. I don't want anything to do with that. And so that is not the goal. The goal is to be hot for God. Amen. To be alive, to be doing something for Jesus. And that's what we're talking about today. We've got to be doers. All right. Well, I can, let's turn there. Even though I I would say 70% of you could quote this verse, James 1 22. Amen. So Christians were not meant to just sit there and do nothing. You're called to come to church, hear the word preached. You're called to say amen. Whoa. Oh, geez. Okay. Hold on. Pump the brakes. All right. Airbag. Listen, you're called to come to church, hear the word preached, to say amen. Hey, all right, all right. And, and, and you're called after that to do something with the word of God that you're hearing. Do you get that? You're called to do something. James 1 22. Here it is. But be doers of the word and not hearers only or else you're deceiving yourselves. And so it's not good enough to just only hear the word of God. You gotta do something with the word of God that you heard. It's not enough to just say, I know the Bible says to love my neighbor. And then you go out and get into a fist fight with them. Well, that's good that you knew it. It'd be better if you actually did it. Right? Hey, I know the Bible says to, to, you know, love your children and to, well, that's good that you know what it says, but it's even better when you do it. And what we're talking about today in regards to serving God, it's really great that everybody can say, yeah, I know that. It says that. Yeah, no doubt about it. What's even better is when we actually do it. The blessing is not in the hearing. The blessing is in the hearing and in, in the doing. Do you understand that? The blessing comes from when we hear the word and then we do the word. And this brings me to point number three today. And that's this. It's the, it's the golden question of the day. How do I serve? How do I serve? Did I hear somebody ask that? that ask the question. Say, how do I serve? Oh, okay, good. Good question. We're going to go into that for a few minutes here. Um, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 12. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12. Amen. You're going to be skipping out the door today, jumping because you're all pumped up. 1 Corinthians 12. Like I said, I'm just glad to be here. I could have preached on anything and been just as happy. I'm just glad to be at church today. 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to look at verses 12 through 18. Now, this whole chapter uh, goes into great detail about uh, being the body of Christ. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to look at a few verses here. But 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 18. And the Apostle Paul wrote and says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Can you say one body, one spirit? Amen. We're all one body by one spirit. Verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. Does that not make it any less a part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? The answer is, of course, no. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Think about that. Aren't you glad that you're not just one giant eyeball rolling down Main Street in Barstow like... That wouldn't do anybody any good. If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Who's glad they can smell stuff? I'm not. I have teenagers. It's disgusting. <laughs> to be Just to be totally transparent, some days I wish I couldn't smell anything. All right. Uh, verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. And so we're all a different part of the body but we're still one body. My hand is just as part of my body as my ear is. I don't, you know, it's not two set. They all belong to the same body. And that's how it is with the body of Christ. I'm glad that we're not all the same and we don't all do the same thing. You understand that? Sometimes you, you know, like, man, well, how come they're not like me? Why don't they do what I do? Well, they're not what you are. They're a different part of the body. And that's okay because the body needs every single individual part to do what the Lord caused it to do. Now, here's a question for you. Have you noticed that when one part of your body isn't doing its job, the other parts have to step in and try to compensate and make up for that? Anybody? So for instance, maybe you've injured, you know, a foot and then you've got to really put all your weight on the other foot for a while. Well, what happens? Eventually this other part is doing its job and the other job And after a while, it gets injured too. And so then we've got two injured parts. And the same can be true in the body of Christ or in the church house, like we're talking about right now. If if you're not doing your part, and then somebody else has to do their part plus your part, what happens? Well, they get injured. They get worn thin. Then they they get stretched thin. Then they're tired and wore out. And then they're like, man, I I don't know if I can do it anymore. And, And it's hard, but it was never meant to be that way. What was meant to happen is that everybody does the part that they were called to do. Do you understand that today? 
We're all called to a part. We're all called to a position. And again, I'll say it for the fourth time in this sermon. I'll probably say it one more time at the end, but this is my fourth time, is that I'm not trying to recruit people to sign up to volunteer today. I'm just doing what I felt the Lord tell me to do and say that for some of you, this is the next step to your next level of growth. Because nobody is called to just sit there. We're also called to serve and to get involved. And I know this much that we're all in different phases of life. Some people are, you know, in their 70s and it's a different phase. You don't have little kids in the home. Uh, you're not running to soccer practice and, and, and volleyball practice and tutoring and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and working 40 hours a week. You're in a different phase and praise God for that. That's awesome. And then some are, you know, at 20 years old and, and they don't have kids yet, but they don't have, you know, they're not 70 years old. They're not 30. We're all in this church, a very diverse, uh, age range in our church. And I love that, but we're all in different phases of life. And so some can still clean the church. They've got the physical, they've got the energy, they've got the time. And some people, they don't have that right now. Praise God. He gets that. And he's got a different part for you. Uh, Some people can still change the baby diapers up in the nursery, huh? Okay. Uh, you know why no one said amen? Because they're all up there right now, okay? They're up there. Oh, so they're, they're there now. They're over there. All right, so we get it. They're up there changing diapers and, you know, all that fun stuff. But, but listen, maybe that's not where you're at right now, but there's still something that God has called you to do, amen, to be a part of the body of Christ. There was a church that I was helping out with in Terre Haute, Indiana. And I remember the, the pastor was telling me, there was this old lady that she was like, I, I can't, you know, vacuum the sanctuary anymore. I can't change the baby diapers. I there's so much. And she's like, and the pastor's like, well, pray about it. What is it, you, you know, what is it you can do? She's like, well, I bake really good cookies. And so she started baking cookies every week to give to the new people that came to church. And I'm like, hey, what is this? This is everybody can contribute to the house of God. Amen. And we've got some, and you know, again, that are, that are maybe a little bit older and, and they don't have little kids in the house. They are working full time, but they can't, you know, come, you know, sweep the parking lot or something like that. Praise God. They pray for All of you guys, they pray for me. They pray for our church family. That's a calling. That's a calling. They're doing something. Amen. And I love that. I love when people contribute. I want to show you one final verse today. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. Isaiah 6 and verse 8. Are you still with me? Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 6. And we're going to look here. At verse 8. And so this is where the prophet Isaiah really received his calling and stepped into it. And so Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. He says, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. And so Isaiah, one of the major prophets of the Bible, probably, you know, one of the most important people ever, here it is, his calling 
into ministry, his life calling? Was it because God looked down there and said, wow, here's Isaiah. He's got so much talent. He's got so much insight. He's so good looking. He's so awesome. No, it wasn't because he had all these qualifications. God was saying, I need to get my message out. Who will even go for me? I don't see. And Isaiah said, I'll go. Send me. I'll do it. Isaiah simply made himself available for God's calling. And that's for all of us today. And you may be sitting there like, well, I don't have a Bible college degree. I, I, I don't have this. I, I grew up over here. I didn't, I, I don't, what can I have? All God is looking for is someone that could say, here, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go, send me. And I love something I read about this, that the great preacher D.L. Moody, if you don't know who he is, incredible, incredible man of God um, from the late 1800s, he wrote, and they found his Bible, and next to this verse, here's what he wrote next to Isaiah 6, 8. You can put it on the screen. He wrote this, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do... I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. I love that attitude, man. You may be sitting there saying like, well, I'm only one person. Well, praise God. You are one. Amen. You may be sitting there saying, well, I can't do everything. Well, you can do something, right? Amen. And, and, and you, and, and you got to have this attitude. You know what? What I ought to do, I may not know how to do it all, but by the grace of God, I will do something. That's the heart. That's the attitude of a disciple of Jesus. He's not asking for people that know everything because none of us do. He's not asking for people that just got it all together. Look at the guys he picked. Peter, you've read about that guy? Huh? Yeah, James and John. I mean, he didn't pick people that were perfect. He picked people that were just willing to go. He picked people that said, I don't know much of what I'm doing, but here I am, Lord, send me. I'll do it. I can clean the bathrooms. I could help out. I could stack chairs. I could. He's just looking for the heart. And so God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And in your life, you may be like, well, I don't get, listen, that's perfect. You're exactly who God's looking for. Amen? Because you're going to have to trust God to do some of the things that he wants you to do. And so serving is not comfortable. It stretches us out of our comfort zone, but that's how you grow. You get that, right? How do you grow? By just sitting there doing the exact same thing? No, you got to step out and do something new. I remember I had that when I was... 14 years old. I mean, I was a little shorty, a little short shrimp kid. And, and, and I kept praying like, ah, oh, I want to grow. I want to grow, Jesus. And, and I wanted to grow taller because I lived in Indiana and the only option was to be a basketball player. So I had, I, I had to have this. And I'm praying, but what happened is, like, I think it was around the summer I was 15, man. Dude, I just, shot up in growth. I mean, like six inches in a couple. It was crazy. And I was happy about it because all the guys that used to block me the next time we played ball, boom, blocked it. It was awesome. I loved it. But there was a lot of pain involved in this because my legs hurt all the time. And so we went to the doctor and my mom's like, his legs are constantly hurting. What do we do? And he's like, well, 
he was this time. Now he, and the doctor said, this is actually what we call growing pains. He is being stretched at such a rapid rate right now that there's pain, but it's actually a good thing because it means there's growth occurring. And for some of us, we're preaching this message or maybe some of the other stuff we talk about. And you're like, that sounds great. That mean, I'd probably have to get up a little bit earlier. That would mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not, that, I, I'm a little uncomfortable. I, I don't want to do that. And, and what is this? This is your golden opportunity to step out of your comfort zone, to stretch yourself a little bit. And it is going to hurt just a little bit, but it's a good pain. Some pain's good because it means you're growing, right? No pain, no gain. That's the old saying. And so I'm telling you today that as we're talking about this, you may be thinking like, yeah, I, I, I know the Lord's dealing with me. The Lord's talking to me, but oh, that would just, that would mean this. And that's a good thing, man. You've got a chance to grow and it's going to make you a little uncomfortable, but it's awesome when you look back and you're like, man, my life is so much more fulfilled now. My, I'm, I'm, my, I'm stronger. My faith is stronger. My life is stronger. I'm stronger in the Lord. That's a really good thing. But you don't get stronger by just sitting on the couch watching TV. Found that out. I've tried it for 38 years. It just flat out doesn't happen. I'm telling you today, to grow, you're going to have to stretch yourself. So really quick here, how do I serve? A, talk to God. Any of you ever talk to God? Yeah? Talk to God, man. You're like, well, where do I start? Well, first of all, talk to the boss, right? Hey, talk to the boss and say, God, what is it that you're looking for me to do? What do you want me to do? Talk to God. B, find where your heart is at. Find where your heart is at. God puts something on your heart. God's given us things. Find where your heart is at. And C, find where the need is at. Find where the need is at. That's my favorite thing. And someone comes up and says, hey, I just want to, I just want to serve God. So here I am. Use me. I'll do anything that, 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 that the kingdom of God needs. Anything the church needs. Anything that God needs. I'm just willing to do that. And I love hearts like that because that's where people really just start mm, growing in the Lord and, and being promoted to new levels. And so... Can I say it for the fifth time? Or are you tired of hearing it? Oh, okay, thank you. Raymond gave me permission, so if you didn't want to hear it, blame Raymond. All right. None of this today is to recruit more volunteers for the church. This today is to give you an opportunity to grow in the Lord and take a new level. And I can tell you this, that as a pastor's kid, all right, I'm a pastor, but I was also a pastor's kid uh, in the 90s. It was it was crazy back then. Anybody remember the 90s? Were you? Yeah, it was a fun time. Crazy things going on. But as a pastor's kid, I I've done every job in the church. I can tell you that. With my siblings have done the same, and and my kids are doing the same, and and. I love it, dude. I, I mean, for a long time, I worked nursery as a teenage boy. And, and hey, you know, I ushered, I, I cleaned, I, 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 I re-patched the roof, I swept the parking lot, I got bottled water for people that needed bottled water, you know, just all these things. And, and what I'm saying is, do I regret any of it? Oh, man, no, I don't. I loved growing up 
in the house of the Lord. I loved serving. Now, some of the jobs I volunteered for, some of them I was voluntold, uh, hey, you're going to do this because no one else is going to. So that's fine. You know, I'm good with that. But here's the deal. No regrets, man. And I can tell you this much that, you know what the devil really fears? A family, a mom and dad married in the sight of God, bringing their children to the house of God teaching their children the word, worshiping together, and serving in the house of God together. Satan does not want that. That is a force to be reckoned with right there. That is his worst nightmare. And so I believe one of the healthiest things that a family can do, man, is be in church together, be reading the Bible together outside of church, but be serving together in the house of God. One of the greatest satisfactions you'll ever get is serving in the house of God together. And so again, as we kind of wind things down today, I want to tell you this. Maybe you're, you're in this. And I know, I mean, I, I've got a pretty good, you know, uh, uh, view of the congregation. Some of you right now are growing like crazy. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I just see it and I know it and I love it. You are just so on fire. Like every time you open the Bible, something new smacks you in the face, like, Whoa! you know, you love it. Amen. And then some people are a little slower growth rate. Praise God. And then some just really, you know, maybe not growing at all. I don't know. But here's the deal. If you're here and you're thinking about what could be, you know, my next step to even grow and even more, be a servant. Maybe like, well, I'm kind of stale. I, I feel like nothing's going on. Be a servant. Whatever it is, we're all called to serve God and to serve other people. Do you get me today, everybody? Amen. All right, we're going to wind down right there this morning. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I've been married for 19 years, and when my wife has this little twinkle in her eye, I mean, she's got something great to say. Let's go ahead and stand up together, and I'm going to let Pastor Katie share what, uh, whatever God's got for <laughs> Can I just tell you, sometimes I sit on the front row, and I think, you know, interrupting would be so rude. And so I don't. And I just couldn't stand it today, okay? So here's what I need for you to know. I know that each of us walk in here at different times and think we're scum or that we're worthless or we don't have it all together. And I can say that because three people told me today, I made it today. You know, like I made it to church. I didn't die. You know, here we are. Praise God. Um, but you know, I can just, Tim, you're not going to be mad at me, right? Okay. All right. So I'm going to put you on blast. So I can just tell you that in feeling that way, sometimes when you just show up, and God uses you, it reminds you that you have this purpose and that he loves you so much. And the reason that we're valuable was because when we really were worth nothing and we were enemies of God, that Jesus died for you in that state. And what he's done in you is so valuable and he'll use it to change the world around you, but he'll also use it to change people's eternity. So sometimes we look crazy because we are. And sometimes we're running around here like we're crazy because we are. Anyway, um, I was upstairs and you know how fun all this children's church flip-flopping of rooms is. 
It's all so that more kids can come in and be loved on and, and experience what the love of God is. But in that, there's some junk that goes on. I don't know how to say that nicely. Sometimes, you know, things don't go right or there's a mess or whatever, right? Because when you're serving a nursery, the least favorite thing is changing a diaper, right? But the best part is when that kid knows the love of God and goes home and their family gets saved because you loved on a two-year-old, right? Worth the diaper, okay? So we go upstairs this morning um, because I'm forcing my kid to class who's angry because he's a first grader and he's mad that anyway... Uh, you know, parenting, it's a thing. So I go upstairs to force my children into the classroom and realize, oh, we're missing a baby gate. That's unsafe. That's my job here. I don't know how to fix this gate. I hate these gates. What am I going to do with this gate? So I'm literally sitting in the floor as workers are climbing over the top of me. And here comes Tim up the stairs. And I said, Tim, you fix things, yeah? Tim says, yeah, as he's like telling his kids, you go here, you go here. So Tim stops what he's doing to help me put this gate in right before the additional eight children go into that classroom. That is serving, right? Our, yes, praise God. Our janitorial director comes to us one day and instead of saying, your bathrooms are gross. She says, would you mind if I started cleaning? No. But you know what she does? She gets people together and they pray as they clean the toilets. And you know what's cool about that? When people don't want to be in church, they think that they can go hide in the bathroom. (laughs) But they're in the bathroom in the presence of God and God speaking to their heart. You know, so wherever it is, right, wherever it is that God has put on your heart to be a part of or to do, number one, when you're in that area, he's going to speak to your heart and your relationship with him is going to grow. That's where that serving grows and that stretching comes from is not necessarily because you're getting up super early, though you probably will be. It's because you're being there in the presence of God and he's talking to you and he's using you for the good of others. And then others get changed because of it. So you have a purpose and you're valuable and I love you. Put your hand to whatever it is the Lord is telling you to do. Okay. So during this altar time, I love praying for you. And this is going to sound so rude. So forgive me in advance. I love praying for you. But today, and I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) But today, if the Lord is speaking to you about what he wants to use your life for, I want you at the altar. We're going to pray, but I want it to be you and the Lord. So you come up here and I'll lay hands on you for the grace that God has for you. But if you need prayer for your dog or your bank account or whatever, that's going to be after this. Okay. So don't leave this room until altar's over because that's rude and it's disrespectful to my heavenly father. I don't tolerate that real good. He's nicer than I am. Anyway, I want you to be at the altar and talk to the Lord about what he would have you to do. 
And we'll lay hands on you in the grace of God and we'll pray over you and anoint you to do that. Okay? So let's have Pastor Josh lead us in a little worship here. And again, if God's speaking to your heart this morning and, and you just need to talk to him for a minute, come on up. The altar's open. Come on. You know, hey, don't, don't fight God. <laughs> that never turns out good. Don't, don't resist the Lord. If he's doing some work on you this morning and he's trying to get your attention for a minute, this is your opportunity to talk to him. And you're like, well, can I talk to him anywhere? Of course you can. We all know that. But there are some times and some places where he's got an anointing on that moment and he has a calling on that specific moment and uh and if you if you don't answer when he's knocking right then you may not get that golden opportunity again where he can really do what he wants to do in your life so if that's you come on up we're just going to lay hands on you for a minute pastor josh will lead us in a little bit of worship and uh, and if that's not you just worship the lord where you're at for just a few minutes this morning amen but let's be reverent to him hallelujah pastor josh Take us away, brother. Holy, 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 our God is on the throne. So firm is His
appreciate everybody being reverent out there and letting these at the altar receive uh, from the Lord today. Amen. And as as we uh, begin to wind down here in just a minute, I want to give the opportunity as we always do. If there's anybody here that, you know, all this sounds interesting. It sounds neat. Maybe it sounds different. Well, none of this makes sense until you have Jesus in your heart. There, the, the Bible says that we're, we're, it's like we got blinders over our eyes and, 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 and no wonder, you know, there's things that we're not seeing right until those blinders are removed. We've got hardened, uh, ears and so we can't hear exactly what God's saying until we have the right standing and the right relationship with him. And so I want to lead you in a prayer today. If you're here and maybe you've never really uh, had a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you're here and you did at one point, but you kind of walked away from that. God's not here today to smack you over the head. He's here to open his arms and say, hey, I love you. Welcome home. Let's get this fixed. Amen. He's a loving father. I want to lead you in a prayer today. Could you pray this with me? Say, Father, in Jesus name, I believe in your son, Jesus, that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today? Hallelujah. Well, this is my brother, Jose, right here. And uh, amen. Let's hear it for Jose. We love Jose. 
handsome young lad, isn't he? Uh, so Jose is in charge of our spiritual personal trainer program. If you received Jesus today or you came back to Jesus, or maybe you're in a spot where you have Jesus in your heart, but you don't quite know where the next steps are. We have a program called Spiritual Personal Trainer where we will connect you with somebody else in the church for the next 30 days that they'll text you um, a Bible verse and a devotion every day and they'll be there if you just need someone to talk to. Uh, whatever the case is, uh, they'll be there for you for the next 30 days to mentor you, pray with you, uh, go through some Bible with you, whatever it is you need. And it's an opportunity for great growth. And so if you're interested in that, I'm going to ask you to just come see Jose in just a minute. He'll get your name and number and we will connect you with a spiritual personal trainer and they will be there for you in the next steps so you can grow in the Lord. Isn't that awesome, man? That's incredible. I love that. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wind things down here today, but I will put my prayer team up here. And as we close things out, if you did come in need of prayer, uh, we'll make sure that they're available for you and uh, you can come up and, and, uh, and they'll, get, they'll give you some prayer. I want to close out in prayer today and dismiss you. And I'm just so grateful. Who received from the word of God today? Amen. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, you know what? Let's take a minute. <laughs> well, I'm going to have Pastor Josh lead us in one final song. I just feel like I shouldn't dismiss just yet. Sorry, false alarm. Uh, so let's give, let's give God a couple more minutes, uh, for prayer. If you need prayer, don't, don't hesitate. Don't pause. Come up right now. We're going to pray for you and then we can dismiss. Okay. Uh, Pastor Josh lead us in one more song and we'll pray with everybody and you can be dismissed. If you want a spiritual personal trainer, come see Jose. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God just a few more minutes today. The day I stand before Him, what praise will fill my soul? And there behold His glory and praise Him all the and he shall reign forever and ever and he shall reign forever and
Everybody, who's glad they came to church today? Amen. Yes, no place I'd rather be. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer this time for real. Uh, listen, if you're in children's ministry, remember to come tonight, four to seven, uh, for the, the the meeting, the, the training, and and all the some of the new stuff. Food is there. If you bring it and if you come, it's going to be great from four to seven. And uh, I just want you to. Okay, the kids would, if you get kids, they'll get registered here and they'll be upstairs and then the meeting will be next door, all right? And if you're not going there, hey, come to Sunday night church at six o'clock. It's gonna be incredible, amen? So let's pray and then we'll do our Barstow Faith Confession and you can be dismissed, amen? Let's raise our hands together today. Hallelujah, raising our hands in prayer, I love it. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the word of God that we heard today, Lord. And we know that as the word was, was, was planted, the seed's been planted. I thank you that we've got soft hearts to receive the seed of your word. And Lord, when that seed, Lord, when it grows down into our hearts, we thank you, Lord, that it's taking root and it's producing 30, 60, a hundredfold return on what was planted. Lord, we love you so much. Use us this week to be the light of the world everywhere we go. We praise you today in Jesus' mighty name. Can someone say amen? All right, let's speak some words of faith over Barstow, and then you can be dismissed. Let's go. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, 